Foreclosure is the time after a person has missed a payment, two payments, three payments on their mortgage, and the lender writes them perhaps some nice letters to begin with, a little nastier than a little nastier. And it's this time that the owner is getting closer and closer to losing their property at a foreclosure auction where the property is taken from them and sold to the highest bidder. So we have the pre-foreclosure is the period working up to the time the auction gavel comes down and the owner loses the house. And then we have actually a post-foreclosure period then. If it is not bought by a investor at auction, it will usually go to the lender or one of the lending insurance agents, such as Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or HUD or the Department of Veteran Affairs. So you have three types of opportunities in the foreclosure field. One, after the lender has filed a lawsuit against the homeowner, where you attempt to negotiate and get the deal done before the gavel comes down. You could bid at the foreclosure auction and try to get the property for a low price at that point, or you can wait for the lender to take the property back after the foreclosure sale and negotiate directly with the lender or one of the lender's real estate agents who might be handling the property. Now, we're aware that there are quite a lot of people teaching and promoting the idea of foreclosures as a vehicle for generating revenues in real estate investment. Why is that? Why has this become a popular topic to talk about? Well, in today's market, real estate in general has become quite the hot topic. And in many areas of the country, properties are priced so high that it's difficult for beginning investors to purchase a property and finance it and then rent it out for enough to cover expenses. So the foreclosure market, because the investor purchases the property at a below market price, often can perhaps get at that price a positive cash flow that they couldn't if they paid market value. It also is a way, if you wish to flip properties, to put cash immediately into your pocket, or I should say at least with two to four to six weeks of work. Perhaps. When you not, say not, flipping, you mean to immediately sell the property you've just purchased. Yes, to immediately sell the property uh, as soon as you get title, or in fact, before you even take ownership or possession of the property. Sometimes you can put it under contract, do the deal, but then find someone else who will be glad to step in and have a structured transaction all ready to go and will pay you something for your efforts in putting the deal together. Could you tell us a little bit about your own experience as a real estate investor so that we get a sense of context of your discussion of this topic? Well, I was very uh, fortunate in the sense that I read a great book back when I was in college called How I Turned a Thousand into a Million in My Spare Time. And I've talked about this before, and that motivated me, along with the idea that I didn't ever really want to work a job in my life. So with those two together, I started investing when I was young, more than 25 years ago, and have been through all kinds of markets, all kinds of investment opportunities I've been able to pursue as different markets change. And today, I am uh, very happy that uh, I did get started in real estate. And I certainly encourage everyone else who would prefer to leave their job at some time to establish financial security, always to know that you're not at one week away from being fired and out on the street with a pink slip, that you have the confidence, the ability to generate cash on your own. And I think real estate is the best 
best uh, means available for the average people to do that. It's certainly worked well for me. So is real estate investment your primary source of income or teaching real estate investment? Well, today, the investments themselves have far and away outstripped my other revenues. But I believe in, have, like with Robert Allen, in multiple revenue streams. For one, you look much better to a bank if you have multiple revenue streams because the bank feels that they have less risk. And you certainly need financing in this business. And no matter how much money you have, you would prefer to use the bank's money or somebody else's money. Uh, but I know many investors who don't, who make property their full-time and only investment. So you can choose. I love teaching. I love reading. I love writing. And so the intellectual side of it is very appealing to me also. Tell us a little bit more about the value and benefits of the pre-foreclosure and foreclosure markets in real estate. Well, as I said, it's a great way for people who are in markets where they're currently priced out to get into purchasing properties below market value. Now, there are many ways that you can purchase properties below market value, and I'll talk about some of those else, but right now we want to focus on the pre-foreclosure. So anytime you can buy a property for less than its eventual sales price, you're creating instant equity. So if you hold that property, you're already built up your net worth. If you choose to sell the property, you can put immediate cash in your pocket. So there's a certain speed in what you can develop and acquire through this particular vehicle. Yes, that's one of the big attractions for people who say, I need money now, I want to know how to get started. And of course, there's always the renovations of market value properties, but when you buy properties for less than their market value, it gives you an added boost to your profit potential. You've mentioned equity and cash through flipping, through selling. What about cash flow through renting. That's right. If you decide to hold the property, and let's just use a simple example that would normally sell for 100000 but you are able to buy it at seventy-five or 80000 you now can make positive cash flow. That is, your rents coming in are more likely to cover your mortgage payment and your operating expenses than if you paid the higher price. So it gives a boost to your equity, the amount of ownership you hold in the property, the dollar cash value of your ownership in your property, as well as the cash flow. So for people who can put the time in, this benefit does not come free. You have to pay for it in terms of time, effort, negotiating skill, and most of all, knowledge of values and knowledge of the price at which you can sell a property after you've performed your magic with it. So there's a gold mine here, but you have to get out your shovel. You have to get out your shovel. You have to get out your pick. You have to get out your sifting pan. Is investing in pre-foreclosure and foreclosure the best strategy in every market at all times? The markets change all the time. And I was recently researching properties in California, and I found that the number of pre-foreclosure and foreclosure opportunities in California are substantially less today than they were 10 years ago. But on the other hand, I looked at Indiana and Michigan and Ohio and some cities in Illinois, uh, just for example, and there were pages and pages of foreclosures in those states. So different markets go through different cycles, and it certainly pays to monitor those cycles to know when the foreclosures are starting to build up in your area, because that's when the bargains really start coming forward. 
What are some of the factors that drive the pre-foreclosure and foreclosure market? What causes these fluctuations? Generally, employment. If there's a major factory closed down or a major company leaves town or some other negative hit to the economic base, that is the employment base of a community, that will send many people into distress. It will send many properties onto the market. So those are the times when the most foreclosures come on. It's the time when lenders are most eager to get deals worked out rather than to end up becoming a warehouse for foreclosed properties. Are there any other factors that drive this, such as on the bank side or... Well, that's a good point, John, because today, with so many exotic financing going on, I am looking into the future that foreclosures and pre-foreclosures will emerge as a very good growth area. Now, I, I don't mean it to say it in, in that you know foreclosures are bad, we don't want them, but it's a fact of life that people stretch themselves too thin, and in this boom market we've had recently for the last four or five years, people have come to believe that properties will always appreciate 10 or 15% a year, and no matter how crazy they're financing, that they will end up being bailed out. That is not going to happen. People are still going to lose their jobs. This is a very turbulent economy. Interest rates are going to go up at some point, as they are starting to go up right now. And we will just have people who get too much credit card debt. That's going to be a consistent part of the American economy. So too much debt has always contributed to uh, foreclosure and pre-foreclosure, people going after more than what they can legitimately afford. And we have certainly seen that in the past several years. And unfortunately, that will result in distress for many of these homeowners in the coming years.